We're Kenyon and Takara Martin, faith-based marriage coaches, champions for healthy love, and lovers of pizza. And this is The Covered Podcast, where we answer your relationship questions and help you protect, serve, and secure your marriage with practical advice and research-based techniques. Do you have a question that you want answered on The Covered Podcast? Well, send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram at AskTheMartins or visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another installment of The Covered Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin. This week, we're putting Melanie and Seth Studley in the guest chair, the crazy couple behind Anatomy of Marriage, the podcast and the brand. Anatomy of Marriage podcast is a show that helps couples make sense of messy marriages. Seth is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and Melanie is a professional audio engineer and the producer of their podcast. Together, they share how they fixed their nearly 13-year failed marriage to help couples realize that they are not alone. In this episode of The Covered Podcast, we talk about three things that we wish our spouses understood about us, and then we get to talk about their amazing app called Get Your Marriage On. It's an app with tools to guide intimate and essential communication in your marriage. We had so much fun talking to Seth and Melanie, and I feel like this is not going to be the last time that you hear from them. So without further ado, let's jump right on in and get started with this week's episode. So why don't you tell us how you guys met? Let's just like loosen loosen it up a little bit. Okay, so this is... What a funny question. This is really funny. So uh, I'm, I'm not from here. Melanie grew up here in Seattle area, and I met her at a Starbucks out here in our tiny little town outside of Seattle at Maple Valley. It's called Maple Valley, right? And at that Starbucks, she was working there. And just yesterday, literally just yesterday, that Starbucks closed down. And um, so I, I worked there, too, after we met and stuff. And then so we were able to get some furniture from that Starbucks that we met at 18 years ago. <laughs> like as a little memento, they let us do it. It was so yep. sweet. So we literally in our dining room have like a table and two chairs and a cute little setup. So yeah, so long yeah. long story to answer. We met at Starbucks in Maple Valley just outside yeah. of Seattle. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I thought he was like a teenager. He was six years old. He's six years older than me. And I was, you know, I was so like sassy behind the bar. And I remember him walking in and clocking in and I thought... Who is, why do we keep mm. hiring teenagers? Gross. <laughs> but I was like 22 at the time. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah. So did he have like game and try to like pick you up? Like what happened? How did that work? No, no, every, not really. What's so funny is that every, well, well, so I did, I did move. I did make some moves. Let yeah. me clarify that in, in our little hometown, everyone is a Washingtonian, right? We're just nerdy Washington people and all, and then Seth's group of friends all moved up with him from South Carolina. So they had the thickest Southern accents you could imagine. So every female in that Starbucks was like, I'm going to marry one of them. <laughs> and uh, so it didn't, I mean, you didn't have to do anything. It was just, everyone was attracted to him. <laughs> so it was pretty cute. But It was, yeah, it was funny. But no, we worked together for a year. And then, uh, then uh, she had a boyfriend at the time, but I kind of like flirt here and there. Yeah. And she was picking up on my vibe. So mm, yeah. then we. And his last name is Studley. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. course. <laughs> I had to say, I'll marry that. Yeah. <laughs> marry that is that. so cute. Mm. That's that is dope. 
we, we, we met on Facebook and um, <laughs> only way we'll get a piece of Facebook is if we buy a stock, like buy stock in it. But like, <laughs> right, right. like, yeah, we met. It might be a good buy right now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, we didn't like each other. I always tell, we always tell people this, like yeah. we didn't like each other. He was, um, Kenyon is very rooted in theology and he's a very smart person. And he was that guy on Facebook who went between like giving all the girls like relationship advice, mm. but also like very dogmatic or I wouldn't say dogmatic. He was very headstrong about religion and theology and how it was always misappropriated in churches today. Mm-hmm. And I just thought he was mean. I was like, why do you have to be so mean about it? Like, gee <laughs> whiz. And, um, because I would always be like, why do you have to be so mean about it? He would then like tell me that I just, I think what you thought I had a big mouth. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I talked too much. I was, I had for him at the time I had a big mouth and we just kind of went our own separate ways, but we respected each other. Um, yeah. and then we started working together. Um, yeah, man, man, about six, seven years later. Yeah. I guess. We married other people. Um, and, uh, we started working together from the standpoint of, um, marketing. My big thing is marketing. And so I knew he, he was a writer and he wanted to get some stuff out there. So I was like, all right, if you build something, I will help you market it. Yeah. And then once we started to get to know each other, I was like, oh, hey, I like him. See, I wasn't that bad. He was not that bad. <laughs> and he proposed before we ever met in person. And so Whoa. he was in Ohio. What? Yeah, he was in Ohio. I was here in Georgia. And both of us were like, well, this is probably not going to go anywhere because... I had kids that were just starting high school. He had kids in high school. Right. And he was just like, we're not, I'm not leaving here. I was like, well, I'm not leaving here. And that was it. And I think three, two, three months passed. Yeah. And yeah. He, he proposed. And so then I was like, hey, then maybe we should meet. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is crazy. That so, is. Like, well, no, I'm interested in the, in the thinking around that because were, were you like, uh, Kenyon, were you, like, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going for this. This is the right lady for me. You know, what was your thinking around that? Just from a guy's perspective. With her, I just, it, it was it was very, very, very intentional and very, um, it was very focused. Like, I knew exactly what I would look for. And even at that point, I was, we were still on, we still have everything on the table. And even at that point, I was like, well, this is who I am. This is not not in a brash way, but. In a, in a way, it was, was kind of like, harsh. Like, <laughs> hey, this is this is me. Can you deal with it? <laughs> right, right, right. But the idea of is knowing who I was going to be with and who wanted to be with me because I didn't want, I didn't want any illusions whatsoever. I didn't want mm-hmm. you know that that you know that that you know that that pretentious or that fake respect. Like, oh man, he's a guy. He's going someplace. He's doing all these big, big different things or whatever the case. I wasn't, right. mm-hmm. but I looked like it. So. <laughs> all of that possibility and then get to get behind closed doors and to see the real flesh and blood behind the possibility. You know what I mean? And so I wanted to make sure that flesh and blood, that humanity, that those errors, all that was up front. But when she began to receive that and I began to see who she was, uh, literally, I was like, I mean, if I'm going to date, I'm dating to marry. I'm not dating right. for any reason. So, yeah. Yeah. And then he put me through like a test. He had like this list. Um, <laughs> he really had like a list and it was How like 10 pages long. He had like a 10 page long list. It was just like, here's what I'm looking for. This is what I need. And he's like, you make me a list too. Well, my list was like one page. <laughs> and he had like a 10 page list. And it just so happened, I, I guess it was at least 80, 20. We're still here. <laughs> so Steph had a list too. Yeah. Yeah. So like, when when I was hearing you talk, Kenyon, 
it was literally the same exact thing that I was thinking because we like we worked together for a year, right? So we saw each other in that, uh, in in I, we we saw each other as not as non dating. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And we just kind of watch each other. I'm I'm an introvert too, so I'm observant and just kind of you know taking things in. And then uh, I I made a list. Like it had it wasn't like pages long or anything, but it was like a bullet a bullet mm-hmm. point list. Like okay, I I think I kind of know myself a little bit, which is still a process. You know that never changes. And this is what I think would make a good wife for me, you know, or a good a good partner. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, if my wife doesn't have this, this, and this, she's you know, yeah, not worthy. It, it, it's not like that. It's just saying, hey, these are my standards. I think this will work good for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I made that list, and I kid you not, on our very first date, our very first date, it was we we walked to a park out here in Maple Valley, and we both said, I think I told her, I we said, hey. If we're not going to get married, then let's not let's, let's make this our last date ever. Yeah, you know, and like we're just not faffing around anymore. There's no point. You yeah, know? So yeah. And it, it was just weird. And like I asked myself, like as a man, because this is a big question. You know, I said, "Hey, why why wouldn't I marry her? Why wouldn't?" And there weren't there weren't any there weren't any no's. Like, oh, she's this or that. No, it's like, well, this is this is a smart move. It's good. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. we men, men we pretty we're pretty much intentional yeah. i mean i mean we sometimes we won't say what our goal is but <laughs> at the end of the day we got them <laughs> so i mean that's dope that's awesome that's really, yeah that's awesome yeah it's cool um so well, okay uh like what about you takara like did you you know what were you thinking like what who's this guy like asking me to marry him i haven't even met him you know what were your thoughts on that no i think for me the interesting about um when Kenyon and i first started getting serious about really connecting um i i didn't want to get married again um and you know i my i have two young girls at the time they were like middle school and high school and they'd already seen me fail and one of the things that I said to myself was, number one, I'm not dating again until my kids are out of high school. I'm not going to get married again, especially until after that. I needed them to not see mommy fail again. Mm-hmm. And so I took some very intentional time and was just like, I mean, I went to therapy um, and I took some time away where I was just like, um, I'm, yeah, I'm cool by myself. So when, he, when my feelings um, for him started to turn, um, it wasn't instant, but it was also what, what made it be more instant was the fact, or I guess what made gra- gradually grew my feelings towards him um, was his consistency, was just everything towards, you know, me that he was really demonstrating, even without ever meeting me before, even with me, I mean, kind of pushing him away at times. Um, he was very much um, intentional about you know, being there for me, about praying for me. I was going through a lot of things with my faith, honestly, at the time. Um, where I was like, I'm never going back to church again. Like, forget church, forget you people. And <laughs> all of that was going on. But he was very constant in, if I can't be anything else for her, at least let me pray for her. At least let me be there as, you know, you know a confident for her. And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this might work. <laughs> and so um, when things finally shifted for me and that, that really came out of nowhere, it wouldn't come out of nowhere, but like when we really got to that place, it didn't feel like 
it was moving fast. It didn't feel like he was pushing up on me too hard. It felt like he was just really trying to be for me what he had demonstrated like those few months that we had been talking. And mm -hmm. from then on, it was like 30 seconds later, we were married. <laughs> That's crazy. How, how important is it for women? And I'm asking you ladies, how important is it for women to feel uh, supported and um, have a man that is consistent? Uh, the most important, I think. I mean, that was the when you were saying that, like, he was treating me so consistently that my feelings for him began to change. That, in my mind, that was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, consistency is incredibly vital to feeling well-loved, I think, mm. um, because it's evidence. It's essentially just evidence. Like, if you can be consistent, even when you're angry or when things aren't going well or when things are going well. Like, I'm consistently angry? Yeah, you're consistently <laughs> angry. Uh, but consistency is, is like... It's living, breathing proof that you're strong or you have a good spirit or whatever, whatever mm. the thing is. But. Mm. No, and that's, I mean, it's exactly that. Like you said, it's evidence. And if that had not been the case, we probably wouldn't be here today. Um, if that had, is not the case, we probably wouldn't be happily married the way that we are today. Right. Like we are very much... Um, I think he's more consistent than me um, so <laughs> in terms of just like who he is as like a fixture. I'm kind of like a nut job. I'm all over the place when it comes down to just like I do all the things in my head. And so, um, but yeah, if, if he still wasn't that person today, we probably wouldn't be where we are even because of that consistency. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's 100% important. Right. That, that, I, I'll, I'll say this, that consistency was intentional um, because when you're dealing with broken marriage, broken, broken homes, we having to be responsible and accountable for the parts that we played in those broken homes. My, my level of character was that I must be this. I must demonstrate this. I must not just show this up front. This can't be my representative. This has to be who I am. And so I even today um, just make sure, okay, I have to be consistent in this. I have to continue to do this. I have to continue to demonstrate this. Um, not just for myself, not just for my character, but also for her, knowing that she has had, um, knowing her background and where she's come from, she needs to, she would literally need to see a man who, who's willing to stand there and continue to be who he says he is yeah. consistently so that she can depend on me. Whether I fail or not is, is really not the issue, is that she knows that I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I still practice that consistently, like <laughs> consciously. It's not, it's not just a subconscious thing. It's one of those things that I have to do because um, we're still, you know, when things get broken, you know, you never, you might be able to glue it back together, but you still continue to see the cracks in it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so my idea is, is to always demonstrate for her cracks that I'm still safe for her. Mm -hmm. and, and part of that consistency or the consistency is a part of that process. I love that. Smart. Like, you see why I like him? He's a smart ah, person. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Right on. Um, so, well, I'll get into the purpose of kind of what we wanted to um, talk about today and just the, our three things, right? Um, and it's because I'm sure you guys deal with, with couples um, all the time. We have couples that we deal with. And then things that we've just gone through personally, um, one of the things that we talk about is 
the idea that it's easy to miss our spouse. It's easy to miss their voice. It's easy to miss who they are in the marriage because we've gotten comfortable with who we think they are um, in the marriage. And so um, our three things that we wish our spouse understood about us, um, I wanted to dig into that between all of us because while they're likely going to be different, it's probably going to be something that everyone in a marriage can relate to. things that we've gotten too familiar to really see or acknowledge or things that we've forgotten about who our spouse was um, that really makes up who they are today and kind of making sure that we don't miss opportunities to connect because we're missing these little things that we may be missing about each other. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you how I take Melanie for granted. Um, <laughs> that's that's what they, go on, please. <laughs> well, well, I mean, or, 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 how, yeah, or how I get used to like just um, for her being there. So she does a lot of things around the house. Like, you know, we just remodeled our whole house. And like, if you look inside our house, everything that is painted differently was by her hand and her paintbrush or pieces of trim, like everything, the trim all around the house, she put in the flooring, all this stuff. So, Hey, you guys want to come to Georgia in our house? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I heard you had floods you need to renovate from. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, and it's not like, oh, uh, trim needs to be put up. I'm just going to, you know, have Melanie do it. It's, it's the aspect of her attention to detail and how she makes our house very comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, that saying like a woman makes a home or something, you know, and people can, you know, take that how they want to or whatever, you know, people might get mad at that, but, you know, that's whatever. But like, she sees things that I don't see. As a man, like, what? Why you put that there? That looks great. I wouldn't even thought. Okay, so yesterday, after we got the Starbucks furniture, you know, she said, hey, what kind of picture would you want to put above this thing to kind of frame out this section? I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what I want until I see it up there. I'll either like it or not like it. So I don't have an eye for that, but she does. And, you know, that's just not a female thing. So I'm not like getting all weird stereotype or anything (laughs) like that. But there is a sense of like, oh, okay, this woman in my life makes this place more comfortable, more homey. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to take that for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, And but but at times I do. And and that's that's wrong. That's wrong of me. You know, so. I That's think one it's thing. funny that you, so I prepared, I have notes. I'm apparently <laughs> a nerd. But what you asked was um, like three things that husbands wish their wives understood about them and three things that wives wish their husbands understood about them. So I have mine numbered and bulleted and everything. Oh, well. Uh, but for me, I'll just dive into mine too. Mm-hmm. But um, the number one thing is that I process my thoughts verbally. I ask people's opinions and I create multiple options to any dilemmas that I'm in so that I can increase my chance of, chances of doing something wisely and with counsel, not just to annoy you and to take longer. <laughs> and I think, right, because I think like when, when Seth says, okay, we have whatever problem is, we need to put up a fence or we need to redo this floor, whatever the thing is. I will call my mom, call my sister. I will Google it. I will Pinterest it. I will look up all the options because I think that if I have all the options, I can make the best choice, Mm. right? The best choice in the long term, in the short term, for our finances, for our children, whatever it is. And I think in Seth's mind, he's like, just do it. I don't care what it is. But it, but I'm like, that's not wise. And so I guess for me, Mm -hmm. I think what I wish you knew just from like us relationally is Mm -hmm. that 
I'm not trying to go slow to annoy you or I'm not trying to be like wishy-washy, which mm-hmm. I know I think you have felt before. We're like, just make a decision. Right. Why are you being so weird? And I'm like, I want to be wise and thoughtful about ev- like literally everything. Like, should I buy this jacket? Is Am I going to wear it? Is it worth the, you know, $9 because I shop at the Goodwill? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. one on my list. Okay. That, that reminds me of one of the episodes that we had was like... Um, it was a husband and wife talking and uh, the husband is like, does my wife actually think that, you know, out of the top five places to put my dirty socks that I chose the floor just to be annoyed, just to make her annoyed or something like that. Chose the worst one on purpose. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's not what we do as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I guess some, and we probably know some that do stuff like that to be like, okay, that's, you're, you're wrong for that. But, um, most people, try to do the best that they can. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I need to remind myself like, yeah, she is trying to do the best that she can and she's super smart and talented and a gift from God to me. So don't let me get caught up in my own feelings. What other uh, thing do you wish wives understood about husbands or I understood about you? Mm. One thing and uh, can you jump in if you feel like this from a man's perspective, you know, uh, like, Early on, and still sometimes now, I think you and maybe even couples that we talk to, the, the women of, of couples that we talk to, they think that their man is supposed to like be super stoic and like not have problems and take care of everything. Mm. But then at the same time, in, in our relationship, the number one thing that Melanie wants from me is that emotional connection to talk and like hey what are you thinking what are you feeling you know and half the time it's like you know i i don't know i'm just trying to do stuff just trying to put fires out or do whatever you know or go be an introvert like like <laughs> you Kenyon, you know um but so the 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 balance between like okay i gotta have my stuff together as a man as a dad as a husband and even at work and then also she wants to connect with me emotionally and sometimes that's hard for me you know, and maybe for other men too, you know, so it's like a, like a balance. Like I'm trying to be super strong out here and then also give you what you want emotionally. But sometimes it's just, it's, it's wacky because maybe culture or, you know, how, how we grew mm-hmm. up or, or whatever like that, at least for men. So mm-hmm. having the women know that, that, uh, it's probably harder than you think. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying like, Oh, pity party. I'm a guy. No, I'm not, I'm not even going there. Right. But it is kind of like, oh, okay, let me let me figure this out because I don't want to be a jerk. I just don't want to be some, you know, dude that like, you know, follows in my father's footsteps or, you know, other men out there just like, peace out, I'm, I'm doing me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to do that. But um, fighting against that is almost like a daily thing, if that makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think my I think my first I think my first response actually matches yours, Seth, mm. in the sense that um, I, I, I don't think. Okay. So I, here's, here's what, how I'll state it. Both men and women are emotional. Women articulate it and express it a little bit differently than men. Men, um, men's emotional etiquette is wrapped up in them fixing things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when we fix something, that's our expression of connection. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, sometimes... Just, just that being on the top of my list yeah. as well. Like I said, it, it, I think that was awesome and on point um, and intuitive really, because that's, I, I don't think um, many wives 
get that we are just as emotional. We just get it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And because we are, when we feel like, when we feel like we miss something, when we feel like we can't, um, like when they're looking for, when the wives are looking for connection mm-hmm. and we're looking for the fix, we're looking to get it done because I don't want to, you know, mess this up. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're, when we're told that we failed in that connection, we feel like we messed it up. And right. so now we're dealing with a fix that we really don't know how to. Right. And I think, I, I don't think wives should take it personal. Um, again, it's culturally, um, we're taught that, we're raised like that. Then mm-hmm. women are taught that we're supposed to be like that, but then they want more from us. That's mm-hmm. not that. So now we got a whole lot of confusion going on. And just to understand that, not to take our need to, to do things um so personally but to see it as it's our way of um of of, of affection doesn't mean we can't grow from there mm-hmm. but it does mean when we sit down it is is really it'd be really nice to to recognize and say hey listen i saw what you did mm-hmm. that was great that mm-hmm. was awesome i appreciate everything you did now i just need you here with me Oh, yeah. those good. kind of conversations really help help pull us in. Mm-hmm. So here's what's awesome is that <laughs> my I have one of mine on my list, and I feel like okay, we all just like lay down, and God was like, "Here, say this," because mm-hmm. one of my list was, it hurts our feelings more when you don't tell us how you're feeling than when you're trying to protect us from your feelings. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, we shouldn't take it personally. Um, And understanding, you know, I grew up in a house full of boys. I was the only girl in the house. I know men don't articulate feelings. Well, they punch their feelings. They're from way (laughs) through things sometimes. Mm -hmm. So like when um, we're with our husbands and a lot of times, especially because men are, are, you know, really these strong fixtures and they're consistent and Ken's like this big six foot person. I'm five feet tall. So he walks around like very, um, he, he's, he can be very stoic, but he also can be, you know, someone that can express his feelings well too. But there are those times where we get into these places where a husband will, not want to communicate their feelings or not be able to, or just be like, nah, I'm good. Nope. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Or nothing, or I'll handle it, or I'll deal with it. And sometimes it is from them trying to protect us from their feelings because a lot of men go from zero to a thousand really quickly. And there's no Mm -hmm. in between in communicating those feelings. And so you feel the need to protect us from them. But, and just as we all have to learn things every day, Mm -hmm. I think no, don't take it personally. Yes, understand that our husbands are trying to learn these things and trying to work through them. But I think it hurts our feelings more when we don't see the husbands trying to work mm. through those feelings. I'm not saying this about you. Oh, no, 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 it's good. Um, like, just so you know, my husband does very well with his feelings. Well, no, I, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think you're a step ahead because you recognize it as a protection. You don't recognize it as a shutdown. Yes. If, if we're shut down or, or stonewalling, then that's, one, that's a totally different issue. Correct. But if you recognize it as a protection, that's a step ahead of not taking it personally. Okay, well, good. But yeah, and I, I think it's just, we would not take it personally if we at least saw the effort. Um, all of us go to jobs every single day that we did not know how to do. We had to work at it. We had to learn it. We had to learn the nuances. We had to learn how to maneuver. We had to learn how to communicate with coworkers. 
all we're asking is that you learn, you know, take the time and take the importance to learn those same things for us as well. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah, I get it. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're, you're bringing it on, on that because, yeah, we, we do, you know, say you get a new job, you know, you're like, all right, I landed the job, you know, I'm, I'm going to do good as I can, ask all these questions. You're just going to be a sponge and then try to like, to try to try to give out what you can offer best you can too. But in marriages, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying, like the question to car was like, um, uh, but then somehow I I'm able to let off the gas when I come home cause I'm married, you know? And I'm just like, Oh, well, you know, I'm here. But like, even there's some truth in that because if we're out there, you know, in the world doing our job, you know, men or women, like we're yeah. on, all the time we're on, we're on, people expecting. And then we have to have some downtime of that, yeah. you know? And it's like one of those quotes, like, uh, what is it? Which I'm I'm really good at like remembering awesome quotes, but never say them or remember who said them. I don't <laughs> no, say, them, say right, them right, you know? But it's just the idea. <laughs> but it's like that idea of um, may, may, but may the husband or wife be sad to leave the home oh, yeah. and happy to come back mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know? Because like, home oh, I'm together you know mm-hmm. like I'm back with my person you know my my lady well my woman or my man or whatever and so it's hard because like if I'm out working all day I want to come home I want to have some downtime and relax but then oh now I have to do work mm-hmm. because she's gonna ask me hey what are you thinking I'm like yo I don't know what I'm thinking yeah. I'm not thinking anything yeah. right now you know but I don't want she to wants, think I know yeah, I don't right? I don't want to think but then I still have to give yeah. her that. Well, I, I don't have to. I want Listen to, to because this. it's important. Number two is when mm. I ask you what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, my. It's like I read those ahead of time. I didn't know. <laughs> it is in order to connect. And I said, when you respect with full attention, meaning no distractions, not watching TV, checking your phone, whatever, I feel listened to and loved. And then when I feel listened to and loved, I get what I want and then you get what you want because mm-hmm. then I'll be able, I will feel connected and I'll get that sort of whatever, which I know that sounds really like, um, that sounds super uh, mean in one way. Where like, I'm like, if like, you do um, what I exchange. want, then I'll do. Yeah, yeah. it sounds too exchangey than than what I meant it to be. But that's really interesting. And when you were talking about, um, you know, like if you doing something is your expression of connection, I thought that was really impactful. And what I it, what it made me think of is it's almost the opposite of like love languages, almost mm. where love languages are you're trying to like I'm trying to do this the way that you would like it, but almost I would like it more if you said hey Melanie I put the roof on the storage shed today I did that because I love you now come over here you sexy thing like that <laughs> like something like that <laughs> where it's like I almost wish that if if it was something you felt inside mm-hmm. that you felt empowered to tell me I did this to show you how much I love you mm. I would understand that I guess and maybe that's just a personality thing where I would understand because in mm. From my perspective, I'm like, well, you should put the roof on the shed. Yeah. But if in your perspective, you're like, I did this to show you that I love you, it it feel it feels different. Okay. I know that's all so strange and probably no, terrible it's not strange. Yeah. Can I can I tell a quick story? Yes. 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 Okay. So so talking about roof. So I, we have another shed that was leaky, and I I put a, a roof on that. But the house that we just renovated, I put a whole entire metal roof on. Right. Alone myself. Right. And it took forever. So Again, come to Georgia. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but the reason that I did that, and this is a big thing because... I was upset about it. She was, she was really upset about it. But you, you want to know the reason that I did it was like, okay, I'm putting this roof on our house because number one, 
I'll save money, right? right. Number two, I want to keep our kids, we got three kids, and you warm and dry because it rains here, obviously, you All know, Seattle area. And uh, number three, I want to preserve the house that we just bought and like respect mm -hmm. our investment, right? So that was the thinking behind it. And I didn't tell her all that stuff because mm -hmm. I, I even found like a deal on these roof panels that um, they're not all the same color. They're really, it's not really, like, cl it doesn't, it sounds it's terrible. Not, it's they're not like, like rainbow color or anything like that. <laughs> it's like a, a, a tad shade off, right? <laughs> and you can't even see it unless you're standing on the roof, which who's going to do that? Nobody except me when I have to go <laughs> fix it, right? But then that was even a point of contention for her because uh, it was like, well, you didn't ask me. And I would have said, no, don't get two colored roofs. But I was like, okay, I'm saving money. I'm keeping us dry. I'm doing this for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when she said, hey, um, I don't like this. I was just seeing it as her coming at me sideways. I was like, yeah. You, yeah so, especially so, when so you're my feelings were hurt mm -hmm. in that because my intention behind it was really like, you know what? As a dad, as a man, I want to like protect our, our, our people, mm -hmm. our family, you know? But then she saw that also and her feelings got hurt because I didn't consult with my partner yeah. about it you know what i'm saying so we're in this we're in it, this yeah. together but i was just like okay let's do let's go let's fix mm -hmm. you know um but she didn't see it that way and of course we were able to like talk through it and understand it even through this conversation it helps me understand it mm -hmm. differently you know what i'm saying so that's good i love what you guys are saying about that i think what i'm hearing because this is i'm sorry i'm, I'm trying to look at you in the eye here but you're really oh, no. over here okay <laughs> <laughs> But here's what I think I'm seeing, and this is so, so, this is such a good conversation because what happens is whatever offense we're getting is the one that we're making up in our head based upon what we think the other person is doing yes. against us rather than identifying that that person is not trying to do it to us but for us. Right. And just that small switch, even if it's not what we want, if that, that small switch can, can kind of turn our attack on you know attack yes, away yes from mm -hmm. from our spouse maybe you know you know it, yeah. uh, just if that makes sense right <laughs> really kind of because it's, it's like one of those things like like you guys you guys are awesome right and you guys obviously go and do things that neither one of you see mm -hmm. that the mm -hmm. other one do but mm -hmm. it would be it would feel good to know that you were appreciated for doing the things that no one sees you do Mm -hmm. And so when we come back, the thing is that when we come back um, together, like for instance, us, right? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things she never sees me do is bite my tongue. <laughs> Very true. So I'll bite. <laughs> so in another room, I'll bite my tongue till it bleed, wipe it away, and then I come back and okay, let's talk about this thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's her. But when she, when I come back to her, she doesn't understand. She feels the intensity behind it or the attack behind it but mm -hmm. she doesn't understand that we're trying to fix things mm -hmm. and, or and that that when the attack is there i didn't see that it could have been 10 times worse had you not taken that time to bite mm -hmm. your tongue either right <laughs> right right so the, the the shift in mindset about about okay even though this is a tough time even though we don't kind of like how this went out went about um perhaps they did do something or we are doing something for each other, not to each mm -hmm. other, even though mm -hmm. we're in the ring together. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh yeah. 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 Well, and, and what it reminds me, because what I was going to say was that the third thing on my list is in my mind, 
disagreeing is not disrespecting. And so in that, like if, yeah, if Seth were to say, hey, I got a disc, I can get a discount on these two different colored roofs. Me dis disagreeing with that is not saying, what a stupid idea. I can't believe how dumb you are. Why on earth would you do that? It's me going back to my number one, which is I process everything through counsel, verbally. I want to talk about it. And so just the talking mm -hmm. about it part soothes something inside of me. And, I, and we might come right back to the same decision. Yes, go buy the two different colored roofs. It's no big deal. They're almost the same color. We save so many dollars, whatever. Um, but it's interesting because I think what people tend to do is that if someone disagrees, then they feel like, well, you disrespected me. Mm. Now, now we're in a, we're in a battle, as opposed to saying, no, I disagree about this, but what if we worked together mm. and we could see the best and in the intentions and the what are you doing for me, not what are you doing to me vibe? Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Raising hands. Okay, so what I was gonna say because oh my gosh, what you just said is is really exactly my number two, mm -hmm. um, but it's almost. It's, we don't have a problem letting our husband lead. We just like to have a say or a voice in where we're going. Oh. And so I, I'm very old fashioned um, and I'm very much like, I'm very, um, submission is not a bad word to me. Uh -huh. So I'm very old fashioned, I'm very headstrong and I'm very bullheaded, but I'm also the type of person that really believes that my husband is leading. Mm -hmm. And I do respect where he was leading. But I think a lot of times, it, um, exactly to what you were just saying was that I probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have had a problem with it as long as you had a say in it and where, mm -hmm. where the direction was headed. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's one of the bigger things for, for us just in marriage in general is that absolutely say where we're going. Absolutely. This is, you know, this is it, but just, can we talk about it? Can we get a voice there? Can we make sure that our voice matters mm -hmm. um, in the decision-making process? Because nine times out of 10, I'm going to agree with you. Nine out of 10, I'm going to say, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's do it this way and see how it works out. Mm -hmm. It's just, I become a lot more feisty when you didn't say anything to me. And I think it's mm -hmm. vice versa too. But, but your voice matters when you dry. <laughs> when the roof is on, when you dry, that's, <laughs> I have heard your voice and I have made provisions for you. Uh, <laughs> that should be the, that's the, that's the new love languages is I have made provisions. It's the man's version. Uh, <laughs> and it's just a list. I have made provisions. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, I think it's, I mean, this may be getting off thing, but like making provisions for, a, for a guy, like if I can provide yes. stability, food on the table, yes, uh, just things for my wife and my children, like at a, I don't know what, like a, like a spiritual level. It's like, this is what I am supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe like, you know, you've talked about when, when you had kids mm -hmm. and you guys have kids. So, well, I mean, from a female perspective, when, when, when Melanie had kids, she felt like just spiritually, she was like, this, this is it. This is what I am supposed to do. This mm -hmm. is what God mm -hmm. built my body for. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so for like me putting on a roof or like going out and making money and like, you know, providing that's, I feel, okay, I'm in my zone. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. For me as a man and for, for you as a mom, that's mm -hmm. what you've told me mm -hmm. that you felt like, which yeah. is just a beautiful thing when, when that can come together, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of times where men feel taken for granted is mm -hmm. because even if you aren't communicating your feelings all the time, even if you aren't always verbalizing or as affectionate 
as a wife would want you to be. Like a lot of men are like, the lights are on. Um, <laughs> like, do you not have food in there? And I think women, it's very important for us to take a step back and, and really be able to identify that thing that, that our husband is doing that we may not see or that we may, we may feel like, okay, that's just what he's supposed to do. But honestly, that's what God designed them for. And let's be real, there are a lot of trash husbands out there who don't do that. Mm-hmm. So when you have a husband who is really doing what God has designed him for, what God has built him for, um, for that provision, then you really have to take a step back every day. Thank you. Every day, I really do appreciate and admire and honor what you're doing because it is taken for granted that, that we have that luxury and have that privilege. So so the, the, the response Here is... Here we go. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying uh, <laughs> once you recognize that, you don't need that piece of voice in there. Is, is that what you're saying? I don't uh, No, That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I still want a voice. I get it. I, no, no, no. I get it. I get it. You want to know that you mattered in the process. Yes. And that, and that, that, that does make sense. I think the idea, okay, I'll move on to my number two because it kind of fits there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two was men feel a tremendous weight of responsibility, even when we do, um, even when we are irresponsible. And the idea is that we have a weight. It's a natural thing. So just say it. It's, it's just, it's a natural, natural thing to feel the weight of what I must do. Not only what I'm driven to do naturally, mm-hmm. but what I must do to keep you. Um, relationship for us is making sure that you're kept. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And making sure that you're kept um, means a lot to us. And so when we, when we make moves or when we do different things that, um, that we know that we're responsible for, even if we do it, even if we don't factor your voice in, even yeah. if we don't factor these things in, any form of saying that we fail makes the whole project feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of, it can be kind of, it can be kind of hurtful. I mean, we are emotional. Remember, we just, respond to it in a different way and you can kind of secretly hurt our feelings we might go in the back and bite our tongue or whatever but at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day you have to realize that we still feel the rate of responsibility so because i don't think we're all cut and dry right mm-hmm. uh, we, we're full of emotional emotions right and so you know it's not just i just i think seth said it the best i do it for this reason 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 it's a very um, well-constructed, woven sense of responsibility of mm-hmm. why we do everything. And, and part of that is, is the love that we have for you. Mm-hmm. So it'd be, it'd be helpful. It'd be helpful for wives. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what I do? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're the wife that's next to me. It'd be helpful to, again, recognize what we've done and then in order to fit your point in and then respond and say, um, I love that over there. I just wanted this part in here. You know what I mean? Yes. Do the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that sandwich. Because a lot of the times um, where we have arguments, I've been thinking of something literally for days mm. or a couple hours. And I'm thinking, okay, this Saturday, what am I going to do around the house? What is this? And I have my whole, I'm not lying, I have my whole day planned out. I'm going to wake up mm-hmm. at this time. I'm going to go to Home Depot or wherever you go or whatever. Do this. Go to the bank. Do all these things. And and it it, it makes complete sense in my mind. But then, uh, you know, we wake up. Hey, what's going on today? Well, I'm going to go this, this. What? 
what are you doing? I thought we were going to do this. You didn't tell me that and all this stuff. And <laughs> then I get frustrated. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but but yeah. I get I get frustrated at that because it's I'm not going out to do to do all that stuff for my health. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I, I'm doing it for the overall health of like I think this would be a good idea. But then if I can take a step back, oh, you know what? Okay, that's a good constructed plan, maybe. But I should have talked to my my co. My co-worker here, you know, co-labor, collaborator here to to get get some advice on it and to maybe, you know, like uh, wives or helpers, you know, kind of thing. Going Mm -hmm. back to that idea. Oh, Mm -hmm. show me show me uh, where I didn't see, you know, something that could go wrong in that plan. But if she comes at me sideways, then I'm like, that's when I get kind of triggered. Like, yo, I've been thinking about this all day. This is for this, Mm -hmm. this and this. And she's like, well, you never do this. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So <laughs> to to remedy that, it could be that sandwich. You know, this goes from wives and husbands back and forth. That sandwich. Okay, I see you're going to go to Home Depot because probably you want to, you know, fix that roof because you love us or whatever. You know, it might be smarter to go here first and then, you know, not have to backtrack over here. Mm-hmm. Just something like That's that. That's what I think. Or, or it's like... Um, hold on. We don't. We didn't save for that. That's not in the budget. <laughs> yeah. Just, just put that off for a minute because here's another thing. And I got to be real. I got to be honest here. Sometimes, uh, well, a growth point for me is I can plan all this stuff out because I want to help. I want to provide. I want to serve and keep our family safe. But also, I do find some enjoyment in that yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? So I would be lying if I was like, I'm doing everything for you. What's wrong with you? No. There's a there's a percent in that of like. You know, I like to go to Home Depot alone, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because it's kind of like chill, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and uh, or, or, or other stuff. So I got to put that in, into mm-hmm. factor, too. And sometimes I'm not sometimes I am guilty of like just going, going, going. And Melanie's like, hello, slow down. You don't have to do this. You don't have to go. You don't have to plan this. Just be here. Mm-hmm. Just right. be here. And I'm like, OK, you're right. I can get all pissy if i want but that she's right yeah. you know what i'm saying Well, and the thing that it makes me think of is like we talk about this sandwich model and this is what i what comes to mind because i love a good sandwich I, i'm really excellent like in at real make, life like a real one um but <laughs> yeah. but what is funny about when you construct a sandwich if you do it in the wrong order it can fall apart just by the order that you put it together so what I would like is for Seth put to the say, tomato on the bottom and then right, the bread. If you put the tomato on the ham, it slides off, right? <laughs> so I, what I'm thinking is, if he would say, "Hey, here's my sandwich idea," mm. and I would go, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Just take the lettuce and move it there. I'm not taking the lettuce out, right? Or maybe I say onions really don't go with radishes or whatever. I mean, I know they go, but I might just be rearranging some of it slightly so that it stays together better. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. popped into my head because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm not trying to take your sandwich apart. Right. I'm trying to make it not fall apart. <laughs> okay, Melly. I'm sorry, Steph. Did you have another one? Oh. I feel like we're like taking over your list. Okay, so... um, Okay, I'll go there. This is good. So... So, uh, one was, um, uh, taking for granted and, and having wives like understand what we want to do and how we're, we're not as, uh, articulate as women, at least us men, um, in general. And the, the second one is I would, I would want, uh, Melanie to know, and we've had conversations about this. We even talked about it on the podcast, but, um, also in my conversations with clients after, you know, thousands of hours of doing couples and individual stuff, um, Men find physical intimacy very healing, mm-hmm. right? And it's not just like, 
oh, let's go get in bed because I'm just, you know, feeling whatever. It's much more than that. It's way more than that. It is like the 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 male version of uh, inward thinking, emotional expression, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. At, at, at least at least for me, right? Like if I can't talk about it, you know, if I don't want to talk about it or I'm just feeling whatever, then um, and then we're, you know, can be physically intimate and be together in that way, it's like, okay, this weight is just taken off. So essentially, we had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's like a wife can be the, the medicine for mm-hmm. the husband, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I know that it, it's it's different for women to men, and and this isn't like like you said, Takara. Like some some men are just trash husbands out there, and they're going to abuse this. Mm-hmm. See, they were talking about you're my medicine, so you know, come, you know, and like, <laughs> no, 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 you cannot be abusing it that in that way because that is not how I'm saying it. I'm saying it like on a on a spiritual, emotional level. It's like. Yeah, my wife can be that medicine to like help me to get where I can't even go myself mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. not physically, mm-hmm. is is not what I'm saying. Emotionally, you know. So does that does that make sense? Like how like I, I would want. Well, we've talked about it, so I know that you know it. But for listeners, um, it's it's a thing, you know. Like, what are your thoughts on it, Kenyon? I saw oh, you shaking your head. Man, if I can high five you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now we're going to get off this podcast and go give Kenya some medicine. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor is in. The doctor <laughs> says. That's no, right. No, no, awesome. no it, it really, it, that's, that's serious business. Yeah. I mean, because it, what, wherever we're tense at, wherever we're tight at, where, whatever's going on in our head, and, and, and to be honest, just physically speaking, it, it literally does, it literally not only changes our countenance and not only changes our attitude, it changes us mm-hmm. literally. There's a point because when you think about it <clears throat> and you know, you guys know all the, the, the medical stuff or, uh, or the biology of it. But the thing is, is that just, just consciously the point of intimacy, the point of um, being received, the action of being loved, the action of whatever got my day off track at this moment, you're loving me. At this moment, you're receiving me. At this moment, I'm able to be vulnerable in the most vulnerable way I know how outside of words with you. Right. And at, the, at, at any time that's, be, that, that's um, put on a shelf, at any time that's, that's pushed away. And, and uh, um, again, we don't want to use this in a, in a, in just as a manipulative thing. But at any time when we're rejected, during the process of being vulnerable, intimate, um, being received, that is going to actually do the opposite of what medicine does. It's going to cut us. It's going to cause Mm -hmm. us pain. It's going to cause us harm. And it's going to cause us to have to work that much harder to bounce back from whatever it was that we need to bounce back from. And then even with that, um, we learn to do that by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the next time we begin to learn not to come to you for medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's so good. I think it's, I've never heard it that way before. Um, I understood it, but I've never heard it put that way before. Oh, we gonna replay this. That's oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, because then it puts, it definitely puts it in a different perspective as a wife when you think that withholding is going to 
make him do right. Mm. When you think withholding is going to change his attitude, when actually it's the exact opposite, really. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not to be used as a tool of manipulation because women, we can manipulate men with our medicine as well. Mm -hmm. But I think when we understand that there is a cause and effect to everything that we're doing, there's a song and a dance to the whole marriage. When we Mm. get that as being medicine, I think it just, it, it should change for me. It just like literally changed something in my head, just hearing that. Um, with just knowing what that could be doing for my husband and ultimately as a wife, what that could be doing to benefit me in the process. Oh yeah, yeah. there's mm-hmm. benefits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the funny, the funny thing that, or not funny, but the interesting thing that popped into my head as you were saying that was that um, when we go to a doctor and we say, I have a, well, you have to tell the doctor what you need. How about that? Mm. You have to say, I have broken my arm or I have a rash on my leg or whatever it is, right? You actually have to verbalize and tell your doctor what you need in order for them to help you. And I feel like there's an element of that in this relationship where it's like, if you had, like when you were saying, Melanie, I wish you knew that your, you know, your physical intimacy with me is like medicine. If you would tell me that, Mm. oh my gosh, what an invitation that would be, right? Like Melanie, right? Yeah, I know. If you said like, man, I'm feeling really stressed out. I need you right now. I'd be like, all right, here's, you know, like the doctor is in. Let's listen to the playback, just like you said. Right, right, right. And like Melanie, you said. <laughs> you told me. But and that's the thing that I think is that there's this this element of you have to be able to communicate what it is that you need from me in order for me to know what it is I need to give you. And then in that same sense, like in it talks about a woman being a helper or whatever. And and I do think when I know what you need from me and I know I can give it to you, I feel really great. Mm. Like it makes me feel really good. Like even as a mom, like as a parent, I go, oh, I know I can help you do this or that. It fulfills a thing in me. And so if I knew what your ailment was Mm -hmm. that my body and my presence was curing Mm -hmm. i feel like i would be more aware more present and more likely to connect with you right you know and it's much more than just like oh uh i need some medicine so just like throw your body on me Mm -hmm. it's it's not it is it is not that yeah like i don't want anybody to misconstrue it because i think we've we both like in you know on both our shows we've talked to enough people that people are going to listen to this and be like see they said this yeah and like y'all if you're listening don't do this it'll come back on you and it won't be a good thing because it, it it's not just like her body it's like emotionally mm-hmm. i believe like spiritually too it's like that spiritual intimate connection is huge mm-hmm. and it allows me to be completely present because as a man like as a provider and uh protector and all these different roles that we play i'm always thinking about stuff you know like i'm always thinking about stuff scanning i'm scanning stuff like okay what's good what's not good because we we protect right that's very important to me and if i can you know just have part of my day or part of my week or whatever just literally thinking about nothing it's almost like meditative kind of thing just like Mm -hmm. okay uh, peace out. Nobody's home right now, and that is a good thing because mm-hmm. I'm not like checking out, ignoring things, numbing out. I'm like, hey, this is like a restful plane. Let me rest in your existence. Kind of like um, some of the Psalms say in the Bible. Again, I'm really bad at quoting, but just like, yeah, let me just like be in in that in that presence. Like have that rest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like that for me is that. I mean, so much so. 
like that that happened you know a couple of this medicine idea and stuff you know happened a couple of weeks ago and like the next morning i wrote like a two-page love letter like yeah. you know single spaced just telling her like wh- how important that was for me and how mm-hmm. like how impactful and just lovely and beautiful and everything it was mm-hmm. you know because it allowed me to check out in a good way it's like pff, i'm good yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm good. Oh. <laughs> Which is yes. nice. And it was good. Then he went. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> exactly. It was very good. <laughs> uh, a good follow-up for that is, is my number three was women's confidence in him as her superpower. Um, for her or for wives to understand that your confidence in us and what we do and what we provide and what we can do yeah. is a is a is a superpower for you because that really it 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 motivates us it invigorates us mm-hmm. it inspires us we're going to do what we're going to do anyway but on the other end of that to know that you have confidence in us yes and that you mm-hmm. show it now there's different ways you show confidence you can show it in appreciation after we've done it um you can show it in and asking before we do it because you appreciate how we yeah. do things. But here's where it really hits. When we make mistakes, mm. when we don't get it right, right, when we miss the mark, as it were, and you still maintain a level of confidence that says you'll get it next time. Mm. Yeah. Oh, like you see that. what I'm saying? That's yes. good. If, if I think if more wives now, I don't have this problem with you, and I'm I don't think you guys have this problem, but I, I, oh no, we do, <laughs> we do, but keep on. <laughs> but I see this so so often where I do know that women want to get better from their husbands, or they there you know there's yeah. there's so many different things that you want for your from your husband. That's great, that's wonderful. But addressing it from a standpoint that you did not do this and so um, you, you were wrong for not doing this actually tells him that he can't do it and that he's a failure in it rather than going to him and saying, listen, I know I, I love you enough yes. to say that um, I know that this can't come from you. I know that you're um, able Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to step out your way, but let me. I'm just telling you, I'm looking forward to this. Expect mm-hmm. co- uh, courageous expectation in him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Rather than you know beating him up when he messes up, I think that's where that superpower really comes in. Yeah. Hand. Yeah. And and how it looks. Um, I had a um <clears throat> a friend of mine come to me who was just upset. You know, her husband, very simply, when they got married, had a goal that he was going to go to basically a, a trade school to kind of get some more certifications and stuff, mm-hmm. and she would come to me and be like, you know, angry, like, I wish he would do this. And then would tell me that she would like talk down to him, right? Like, mm-hmm. I thought you said you were going to do this. And how come you don't do this? And see, I knew it. You, you know, you're just lazy. Why are you always playing mm-hmm. video games? You're supposed to be doing this. And, and I said, there's a huge difference in doing what you're saying that you're doing to him, because that's going to crush him and make him not do any of the things that he yeah. promised you. There's a difference in that and going to him and saying, hey, when we first got married, you had all these dreams and you wanted to do this, 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 what happened? You know, where's that guy at? Has something changed in your goals? Has something changed in your dreams? Like what happened there? And I said, you'll be surprised at the response that you get if you change your approach because he may not want to do that anymore. But there has to be something that happened that shifted that said, okay, I'm not going in that direction. Your job is to uncover it and then encourage him to go in whatever direction he wants to go, mm-hmm. not beat him down for, for, you know, maybe who he was 10 years ago. Right, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uncover and encourage. Beating down mm-hmm. comes from 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say what she said. Uncover and encourage. That That's good. That's powerful right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just going to say real quick, a lot of that beating down comes from us actually getting to a place where we are, where we already have a thought process about our spouse and about who they are. Yes. And so because we already know, I, I knew you would do this or I knew you would do that. We, we really don't in, uh, mentally and emotionally give them a chance to do anything different. Our expectations carry a current throughout the yes. time that we're with them. And, and somehow we feel that mm -hmm. and both ways, but somehow we feel like, well, if I'm going to be disappointed, I might as well do it in a big way. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? I better, I might as well enjoy myself while I do I it. better show out. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> So as guys, and I know that everybody kind of struggles with this, but as guys, I can find myself really easily going to an internal negative self-talk sometimes, like, oh, I messed that up. And I think part of that is just some undue expectations from culture that, that men have on them. And then like, okay, what expectations do I have for myself, you know, and if I don't it, it, for real, if I'm not like very intentional, like in the morning and throughout the day, then boom, something goes sideways. I can just go negative self-talk and go, oh man, you messed that up or like everything sucks kind of thing. And and it's all in my head. It's not like it's, you know, nothing really sucks. We're very blessed, you know, um, but it, it's really easy to go that and to beat myself up internally, you know? So if if my wife is being what you were saying, Takara, is like the sense, uh, or, or or not or not Takara, uh, Kenyon. Um, if the wife or or if one spouse is being overly critical, mm -hmm. you know, like critical in how we do things, critical in saying like, "Oh, are you doing playing video games?" No, I'm playing video games because I just worked a twelve hour shift, and this is my way of like, okay, give me a minute, woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, give me a minute. Um, uh, but uh, that that. Yeah, yeah, that that over critical and that comes from family of origin, like mm -hmm. Melanie's family of origin. She came from, you know, there's some some criticism and a lot of sarcasm, you know? But like when that comes out at me, that's just like arrows shooting mm -hmm. at me that shoots my negative inner, you know, self-talk kind of way up and then like then that struggle is internal, then in turn it's just like a big cyclical pattern. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm feeling all this stuff. Um, I'm gonna take care. I'm gonna take care of it for myself. And you're the one that shot those arrows at me. So I'm not gonna give you what you want emotionally connecting because I'm gonna try to do it myself. Because what you said hurt me. And then if she doesn't feel emotionally connected, then I don't get that medicine that I need. You know what I'm saying? So it's this big, huge loop of like, mm -hmm. yo, you you gotta you gotta you gotta cut this circle somewhere. Figure it out and change mm -hmm. change those patterns. Yeah. Right. One of the things I just want to say really quickly that I think is really helpful that I've started doing recently. Actually, it came after we renovated this house mm. because it was so hard to. It was so much more stressful than I thought it would be, and I start saying to myself when we would m hit these points of not understanding one another or not knowing like, oh, I thought he wanted this, but I guess he wanted that or, or he plans his whole day and I'm not even a part of it. And I, I started saying to myself, and this is going to sound weird at first, but I would say things like, um, I actually just don't understand Seth and that's okay. And that means I need to learn more about it. I need to know why does he want to, why does he want to go to Home Depot and then to here and then there and then there? Like why? I need to be inquisitive and not assume I know him. 
Mm. Honestly, like I need to, I need to ask more questions and say to myself, he is not my carbon copy. Mm -hmm. I don't understand him and that's fine. And not to tell me that the plan or my thoughts are wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not to Because I'm going to interpret that like, you know, oh, you think Mm -hmm. I'm stupid or just doing this for my health kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really helpful for me. So I just kind of want to insert that little takeaway for people. If they're like, well, what do I do with all this information? It's, you know, sometimes that's the most helpful thing from my perspective is just saying, I don't under I don't understand what he's doing, and that's okay. Let's learn more. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my god! And that's and awesome. and this is I mean a plug, but in our book, it's a, it's not like a plug, like I'm bragging, but in our book we talk about empathy in marriages, and one of the things we say is like one of the easiest ways to demonstrate empathy to a spouse that you think you know is to ask them questions, yep. mm-hmm. and just to get to know them. There are so many things that we miss in being able to connect with our spouse from a, a place of empathy because we make assumptions and we've stopped asking questions. We've stopped searching for them, mm-hmm. and so I think that's just perfect what you just said, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It, is. it definitely is. Um, okay, so my number three is the last thing, and I think it's 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 not me because I have a very helpful husband, but I think um, from a lot of women that I talk to, um, just because it looks easy to us or just because something looks easy to you, our husband, does not mean we don't need help with it mm-hmm. or that we don't need help with it. Oh. Um, I know a lot of friends who are stay-at-home moms. I know friends who, you know, work outside the home and they come home and we're, we're, whatever is going on and regardless of what the kids are doing, whatever, there are a lot of husbands that sometimes feel like, well, she can handle it all. She doesn't need me. Gotcha. And it can be misinterpreted as she doesn't need me when really she's like standing by, like, you don't see my hair falling down. Like, you don't see me dying here. Like just asking her, how can I help you? What can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. Um, taking over a responsibility because you know um, that she needs your help. I think it's huge um, without her even having to ask. Sometimes ladies, we do have to ask and we do have to ask for our husband's help. But I think it's such a huge gesture in saying that I see and I'm aware of what my wife does. And I'm aware that my wife does a lot. And mm-hmm. so I want to step in and help her. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our earlier fights in our marriage, mm-hmm. um, we've had a lot of those, but I mean, we're good now. <laughs> but in our er- the earlier part of our marriage. Once a week is good. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we're great. Um, but like, he would do this thing where um, he would get frustrated when I wasn't doing something. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm, I mean, I'm not sensitive, but I kind of am when it's in, when there's a lot of stuff coming at me. I kind of started getting flooded. There's a lot of stuff coming at me. And um, I would get really emotional and I'm like, you don't have to like yell at me. You don't have to tell me like that, like just whatever. And he was like, well, I feel like if you, if a bus is coming, I am not going to say, hey, Takara, there's a bus coming. Would you mind stepping back a little bit more? <laughs> right. No, I'm going to yank you out of the way and make sure you don't get hit by that bus. And, and I said, well, what if there's so much that I'm carrying that I don't even see the bus coming because I can't turn to the mm. left or the right. And he took a step back and he was like, wow, okay, what can I do so you have to carry less? Right, ooh, that's good. And it changed everything about our marriage because now he does laundry. Mm. Um, but like it changed everything for us because it was all a matter of him taking a step back and saying, what can I do so you don't have to carry less and so you're not so stressed out? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That um, sounds good. I think one thing that guys think about too, because it does look easy for whatever you do, it does look easy and we're doing whatever we're doing or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. 
But um, j- just, and this is me stirring the pot, just having fun with the question Uh-oh. or having fun with you. But you have to understand that guys, when, they, when we look at you and, and you make it look easy, you also make it look right. And, and, <laughs> and we will not touch anything that we don't know how to make look right. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yes. Because we're very logical. So we're A, B, C, slot A, tab B, we fit it together, you know, we build, we're, yeah. we're builders. And so if, if you ask me to do something like, well, why don't you do it? Because I can't do it like you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, to, I don't want to do, I don't want to do it unless I know that it's going to be done like you. Cause, yeah. because first of all, there's the piece where it's like, um, I want it to be right too. But second, I don't want to be, I don't want you talk to me about how I do it on the other end of it. Right. You see what like I'm, I'm doing it my oh. way. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I, I think that that's a good point. So one thing for the guys, it's like, we, we, we can't use that as, as an excuse. Like what, well, you know, you, you, you look good while you're doing it, you know, you, you're doing it right. So, and I don't want to mess it up, but if we see that there's a bus coming and the she, and you know, somebody's carrying too much stuff, then it's our job to say, okay, let me take that on. Tell me how you would like to do it. Mm-hmm. Teach me how. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's... Teach me how to do it. Well, the two things that came to mind is first, when you talk about like, it's like watching a tree bend in really strong wind, like it can bend and it can bend and you can go, oh, what a flexible tree. And then you let it go too far. And oh, wait a minute, it broke and now it's gone. So there is a a point where you say, "Ah, maybe there's too much that she's taking on and I could ease that and then she can stand back up straight and, Mm. you know, she's not doing all the things. But then the second thing was the first, like what came to mind when you said, I don't want to do it because I'm not going to do it right. And then you're going to like fuss at me. That's what standard operating procedures are. Like you, I literally took, I cleaned our entire home. I'm not even kidding. I took photos of every This is like three days ago. Like three days ago. Took photos of every room so that my children knew because I'm going to decentralize this. I'm, the command needs to be decentralized. My children need to know what is, ex- what is a clean room. I know, right? So I'm like, <laughs> you're going to know what a clean room is because I have a photo. It's right here. I printed it off at Walgreens. If you need to see it, go look at it. There's the resource, right? And so it's the same thing. I know it sounds silly, but it's like, if Seth needs to know how the towels are folded, I'll show, I'll, we'll take the time and I can show him so that I don't have to fold the towels for the next 35 years, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's silly. It sounds silly. Like, who would ever do that? I would do that because it works. So I want to ask you guys, you have this super awesome app. Mm-hmm. Um, please yeah. tell us about this app and, and what it does and what makes it awesome. Let me talk about it because it it's my baby. It's my it is her baby, child. yep. Uh, so it's funny because I literally was just writing an Instagram post the other day that when we were going through the hardest parts of our marriage, I had a tiny New Testament Bible and coins from the Christian bookstore that said, this too shall pass. And that was, those were my tools, a tiny Bible and a handful of coins. That's all we had because podcasts weren't around. Podcasts didn't exist. All that stuff didn't exist. And the books didn't feel like they were written for me. They didn't have marriage resources for people who were like really, really struggling and hated each other but didn't want a divorce. Mm -hmm. And so this app is called Get Your Marriage On and it is all of the tools and resources. It's educational. It's we talk, we we have interviews with us, interviews with other therapists and counselors and it is our heart for marriages. It's the resource we wish we had had poured out to the world if that makes any sense um and again it's called get your marriage on it's funny it's entertaining it's educational but it is truly like the thing we wish we had had when we were going through all of the hard times in our marriage we talk about sex and intimacy communication we talk Mm -hmm. about in-laws we talk about expectations family of origin all of that stuff Mm -hmm. because people need real 
practical tools, like tactical things in their hands. We have tools in the pod or in the app as well called like the clearing structure is an actual, you can fill it out inside of the app, like fill in the questions and it will spit out a generated paragraph that you tell your partner. So mm -hmm. like if Seth and I are fussing about something, yes. And it'll be like, dear Seth, and it, it starts out with things that you're thankful for. Like think, the sandwich method. Yeah, yeah. It's a sa but it requires you to slow down. You can't have a flipped lid and be like, I love how you put the laundry away, right? It requires your brain to stop getting so angry and it, it makes productive use of your time instead of just fighting and fighting and fighting because that's what we were doing. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it is truly like my baby. I love it so much. And yeah, I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's super awesome. I'm like, where was this tool? I'm for everyone. But like just that tagline, it's everything I wish I had when our man was in trouble, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Like, I think that it's just when you hear that, I'm like, well, what can it do for other people? So I can't mm -hmm. wait to just like promote it to our people because I think when people are afraid of going to counseling or sometimes you don't have the money to go mm -hmm. to counseling, mm -hmm. All other times, there's sometimes your pastor's not great at being a counselor. Like whatever it is that's going on and you need an alternative resource, I think something like that could be amazing mm -hmm. at helping break down the stigma of counseling or helping you at least get an introduction into what counseling could look like for you. Because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of counselors, what we're learning, don't give tools. They just let you talk. Right. <laughs> they don't give you tools to walk away with and actually use and exercise and put into practice mm -hmm. where this sounds like it's something that's very interactive where you put basic marriage principles into practice. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even something like we have conversation starters. We have hundreds of conversation starters. The only intention behind them is connection. We don't do that enough in our we, society. We even use that on, uh, on a date dates. night a while back, which yeah. is weird because we're in Washington right now and we can't even go to restaurants. Restaurants are closed. closed. So date nights are kind of like not happening right now. No, they will. But when restaurants were open, yeah. we would use that. We would go to dinner, just her and I, get out the app and say, let's do some conversation starters. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it just goes from there. And it's it was so cool. Yeah, and it goes back to that idea of not assuming that you still, that you know everything about your spouse. It's really, really deeply connecting and, and great. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the app because as much as it's like my fourth child, I still don't talk about it enough. <laughs> I really don't, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, if your listeners want to know more about us, you can find us anatomyofmarriage.com. Um, all the socials, it's just Anatomy of Marriage. And check out that stuff. Go uh, get your marriage on app. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. a good one. And yeah. check them out, really, to be honest. Yeah. If I could just add that to, to um, um, just echoing what Seth said earlier, um, we really do guard ourselves with integrity yeah. um, with who we partner with or who we connect with or whatever, because it's so important that we get people who are in the field who are literally doing the stuff, putting in the hours, mm -hmm. who, who really have a heart for marriages and a heart for relationship, not mm -hmm. just trying to, uh, you know, rock the stage or grab a mic or whatever the case may be. And yeah. so um, it, it is very um, exciting when we come across people who are as uh, um, genuine yeah. and, and good as you guys. So Absolutely. We, like we want to be friends. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, will. For we sure. will. Thank you for listening to The Covered Podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Now, we can't grow without you, so help spread the love. Rate us, leave a review, and share your favorite episodes. Do you have a question for us? Just drop us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Ask the Martins or visit us 
at askthemartins.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Covered Podcast so that you don't miss your questions being answered or any future topics. Once again, thank you for listening to this week's Covered Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.